Hello? Hello and welcome to the Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. If I could, I'd remake that show Cribs from the early 2000s. You know, it was on um, MTV and celebrities would walk you around their mansions and show you all their expensive stuff. There's a lot of closets. We spent a lot of time in closets. Okay, so I'd find somebody like my friend Slim, and we'd sit down at his kitchen table. Well, in the COVID edition, I guess he'd sit down at his kitchen table and I'd video chat in. And the first thing I'd have him do, to be honest, the main thing I'd have him do is tell me the story of how he got there. All right, so we have like a joint house, me, my wife, uh, her cousin, and my best friend, who is his wife. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, we all own a house together. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So How many rooms is nice. that? Huh? How many rooms? Uh, it's six bedrooms, it's two master suites. That's the only reason we were able to do it. Oh. Uh, so I had this dream. My dream was the cousin compound. You always hear about people of, uh, from around the world who come to the United States and they say, you know what, in order for us to get our money right, we going to like all move into this one place and we're going to save money mm-hmm. and, you know, split bills and all this other stuff. And I always thought to myself, what would my version of that look right, look like? Because I'm not going to live in a place with like 17 people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, like, not unless it's a mansion, they got 17 tweets, you know, <laughs> something like that. So I was like, I'm not going to live. So what will my version of that look like? So I brought it up one day, uh, a few Thanksgivings ago. I was like, what do y'all think about a compound? If we were like to find a place that uh, is either new construction or a place that we could renovate so that it could accommodate like multiple families comfortably. And then we all just, you know, split the bills and we could get more house together than we would separately because there'd be so there'd be so many shared expenses. Mm -hmm. And she was there for the conversation and she was like, I'm down for it. But her husband, who is my wife's cousin, um, was there and he knew that my wife and I definitely 100 percent were looking to move back into the city. And he was like, I don't want to live in D.C. Oh, shut the whole conversation down. And then, uh, you know, gradually over the course of a couple of years, I would drop hints, I would bring it up, I would mention it, look like he wasn't budging. So I would just, like, keep trying. And I gave up eventually. I said, all right, well, and I was talking to my best friend, his wife. I said, well, I said, I give up. I'm not going to try to convince him anymore. And then my wife and I started looking for homes to buy on our own. Yeah, like, I found this house that I now live in, and I sent it to my wife. And I said, babe, I said, I know the compound is over, and I'm, I completely give up. But, man, if we were to do it, this would be the house right here. I said, it's a, I, I told her, I said, it's a shame. It's a shame we're not going to be able to buy this house. I said, this house would be perfect. And then she told me, she said, mm-hmm. She said, you know what? Let me send it. Let's see what he says. And 
I ain't giving up. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. I said, you do what you want. He said he didn't want to live in D.C. She said it to him. And then he said, interesting. Oh. He said, can we go see it? Ooh. We just we just started having conversations about what it would look like. We drew up a a, a co ownership uh, co ownership cohabitation agreement, put some terms in it that we all feel looking. So we it would all be on paper. They agreed to everything. They were like, "Yeah, this all looks good to us." So um, we talked about the money and how much it would cost and what the split would be, and talked about who who had what to be able to come up with you know down payment and how we would do the equity split based on who put up the most for down payment and closing costs and all this stuff. We just talked about it. Everything was open. Nobody like felt a need to hold their bite their tongue or um, not say things or just go along with stuff that be, you know, that they weren't comfortable with. And so we knew that like, that's what it would take. Uh, Everything's about priorities. Like, we we don't, we're not gamers. We don't buy video game systems. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's a priority for us is decorating our house the way we want it. Mm-hmm. Having the furniture we want to have. You know what I'm saying? Having the type of art on the walls we want to have. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to be able to walk up to our bar and feel good when we look at it. Look at our stemware racks and feel good about it. Look at this painting that we picked up from this up-and-coming artist. You know, maybe we'd be his benefactor, you know, mm-hmm. one day or something like that and feel good about what... That's what's important to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, walk around my house and look at the different rooms and look at the walls and look at what I put together and be like, yeah, we did this shit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How did you grow up? Like, what was your house like growing up? Ooh, so... Um, I'm born and raised in D.C. Um, I've lived in every quadrant. When I lived in Northwest, we were actually homeless. I was too young to remember that. So this Mm. is just based on what my mom and my older sister described. And then we moved to Southwest. um, And that's where I lived for like eight, until I was like eight, nine years old. Around middle school time, we got evicted. I mean, moved from there and went to um, Southeast over at 13th and Mississippi, another apartment. Mm. Uh, and every place I lived, like, I, I grew up in a house with all women, and every place I lived, I had to share a room with somebody until we got to Northeast across the street from Hegginger Ball in a pinnacle apartment, which people now call the H Street Corridor. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very, fan- that's actually where I live. It's very, um, mm-hmm. That's what it's called now. Mm-hmm. That is not what it was called when I lived there. What was it called? I mean, all of it's just Trinidad, right? Yeah, it was just the Trinidad area. Um, I live on Bennett Road. Yeah, it was like not, you know, pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I at least had my own room by the time we got there. Uh, um, mm-hmm. So it did, but I was a teenager by that time, so it was helpful. That's good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Teenager needs to over. Yeah. Being, you know, being all the all the puberty and stuff, you know, <laughs> that's happening around. He's that like an old man. You know, all the all the puberty, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the changes. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, where can I masturbate? In this house? Somebody <laughs> everywhere I go. There's a woman just standing oh my there. God. <laughs> Thank you.
Man, and now you got your own house. Let me tell you something. Crazy. This house is a this house is a dream. I like I told I told Roger I never imagined I would ever live anywhere this nice. Wow. And it's it's possible because you had this dream, this like compound, the cousin compound. Cousin compound. I don't know. I just kind of, I knew it would be cool living with them. Like I said, we, we kind of lined up on a lot of things. And I thought it was an opportunity for everybody to just come out ahead. Mm. To be able to get like a nice house, more house than you could get otherwise. Right. Be able to build that equity in that property in the city, which is developing and, you know, gentrifying and and all of this stuff and i also also sidebar it was really really important for me to come back to southeast mm. um and bring my my black face black dollars and that black face black dollars <laughs> and all that stuff to a southeast neighborhood in dc yes east of the river specifically mm-hmm. um i really wanted to do that um i wanted them to be a part of that too um, and I think it just being able to do this with family, I think it makes a statement, um, mm. about, um, family is a priority, um, but finding ways for everybody to win is a priority. And those are things that are important to me. Okay. And so, and then we'd start the tour. I'm building a shed in the backyard, though. Well, I'm I'm assembling a prefabricated shed. Oh, <laughs> that's exciting, yeah. though. It is, but I have to level the backyard to do it. So that's the, oh, really the project I'm working on now. Every morning I get up and I dig a hole. <laughs> <laughs> For how long? <laughs> I feel like it's tired. Wow. I think my longest is like three and a half hours. Stop it. You're digging a hole for three and a half hours? It's a big shed. And it's, it's two families, so I guess I keep forgetting that part. Yeah, see, it's two families. And this house has a lot of living space, but it doesn't have a lot of storage space. Oh. So really, really, really storage. So I got to dig a hole every morning. It's a glorious hole. <laughs> How deep is it? Oh, so deep. <laughs> 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 oh, it's my deep, glorious hole. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The Secret Adventures of Black People, and I have been your host, Nicole Hill. Thanks for story editing assistance from Alana Nevins. And shout out to the Black adventurers at Life Pieces to Masterpieces. They use artistic expression to develop character and leadership and prepare young Black boys and men to transform their lives and their communities. They run a ton of really beautiful after-school and summer programming, and they've become very integral to the Ward 8 community here in D.C., you can go see for yourself at lifepieces.org. I'll see you again next week for more stories about Black folks holding it down across space and time. <laughs>